0: You are listening to the Cattle Call podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from ZenTech Consultants. I am your host, Jim, the wise, the witty, and the wondrous, and with me, as always,
1: is my co-host and business partner. It's Rocco, and I still haven't thought of you know the some acronyms to scare you with. Oh, you want me to help you? No. I'm not. <laughs> I got,
0: we go with like the drab,
1: the dour, the the
0: depressing. What's going on over there, right? Is your wife beating you? Do you need me to send help? <laughs> need to, you need to liven up. I think you need to introduce a little day drinking into your repertoire is what I'm saying. Get, a, get us upbeat for these broadcasts, man.
1: We had a little more fun. I drink during the day. I got Paul and Spray on my desk Ooh. every day.
0: Look at you. I got Poland Spring, except it's brown, and it was brought to me by Johnny Walker. But that's a whole other story <laughs> that we don't need to get into while Rocco is listening. So. <laughs> All right. So, Rocco, what's our topic today? I don't know. What are we talking about? We're, I know what we're talking about. We're talking about involving your users in standards development, which is a very uh, important topic.
1: I was hoping we are going to talk about rock and roll.
0: Rock and roll and Johnny Walker. <laughs> I'm down for this. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> Now we got to talk about stuff that's related to the design and construction world. We have a mission. We have to accomplish our mission. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. But maybe next time, rock and roll. I like this topic. So all right. So today's topic, like I said, is uh, you know involving your users in standards development, Uh, which you know this topic to me, it seems like a no-brainer. But I really have to tell you, everybody, it's actually a major problem. On a lot of the consulting projects that I get involved with uh, here at Centec, there are just <laughs> a lot of management folks out there who push back when I suggest that we involve their frontline design staff in the development of their standards. Um, and and honestly, I've never gotten a really sound reason for it. But I usually get some kind of a mumbled reply and a half answer that's kind of to the effect of well, you, you know, they're too busy, or you know, they, they don't understand the or comprehend the full scope here or other such ridiculous nonsense. <laughs> Look, as, as far as I am concerned, the most important people that you want involved in the development of any type of company standard are the end users, right? The you know the, the, the people who actually need to use whatever new workflows or processes or standards or whatever you develop on a daily basis, those are the ones that you absolutely have to get input from. Um, look, you know, standardization via managerial edict is a horrible idea and every time I've seen it done that way, the process has been a dismal failure. So let me give you guys an example. So if, you know, a couple of years back, I was working with this civil engineering firm who wanted our help transitioning to a new design software. Uh, and, you know, right away, I recommended getting their CAD users involved in the planning process for the new standards. And I was just flat out shot down. Okay. The, the senior engineer saw this change as his big chance to do everything the way he wanted it. To create his own personal, you know, quote unquote, ideal way of doing everything. And his, his thinking was that since this was all a new system anyway that the CAD staff would just accept what he gave them. Um, So listen, I'm a paid consultant. So I I just make recommendations and then, you know, we do what the client tells us to do. That's how we work here at Zentech. So we did this his way. Um, A year later, we get called back to work with the same company because they want to start their standards process again from scratch. That initial rollout was a complete failure. The staff wouldn't use any of the standards of the workflows because they made no practical sense and the engineer who was in charge of the project, well, he'd been asked to move on to greener pastures. Um, you know, At the end of the day, I think no one individual understands every process and every procedure that goes on in their company. I think you need to have multiple voices and, and, and different ideas to develop and implement effective standards. So, Rocco, we've we've actually seen this happen a bunch of times. Um, what do you think it is that drives some clients to want to legislate standards instead of trying to develop them cooperatively?
1: That's the um, it's a too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Yeah, you know, there you go. Mentality, you know, and and there's you know there's a lot of valid arguments. For and against it, right? But I think it ultimately comes down to that is, is you know, um, everybody's got an opinion and it's going to stall the whole process and, you know, just just create more issues. And all that's true. But, you know, like we're going to keep talking about it here. It, 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 you know, if something is forced on people. And, and they don't agree with it, it they're just going to grumble the whole way through everything that they do. And it's not necessarily a healthy approach either, right?
0: Right. It's like you making me come to work every morning. I just grumble through it all day long.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right, man. You, you got to get buy-in from people to to make this stuff work. There's no way you're going to go it alone. Um, and I'll, I'll throw in, you know, my thought here is I, I actually think that there's also a bit of we'll call it educational prejudice in operation here uh, you know and I think that in the design world in particular uh, there's an underlying belief that you know you're a licensed professional right your professional engineers and architects and your your land surveyors and so on yeah there's this thought that they're the only ones who are worthy of making decisions or, or that have sufficient education right to fully understand the company's processes um, and that's absolutely not True, and I actually think it's a really dangerous mindset to let take hold in your company. Don't do not get me wrong. I am not disparaging the license holders and those professionals in any way. Their knowledge is really hard won, and it is vital for any successful company or even on you know a particular project. The point that I'm trying to make, though, uh, is that you know practical hands-on, you know design, CAD, construction staff. Is just as important as those professionals, and they need to be brought into the de- the decision-making loop. Um, you know, if you want to establish any kind of a reasonable, usable standard, you know, the the people who create or administer or whatever it is the end product, what you're putting out, they're the only ones who truly see what the impact of a standard is. Right? They're the ones who are going to need to implement it. You know, Not just one time on paper in a meeting, but a few hundred times every single day. And I think if, if those people tell you that something is a bad idea and it's going to cause problems, <laughs> uh, you better at least listen carefully to what they're saying. You know, folks with advanced degrees and, and, you know, uh, licenses and so on and years and years of experience, they understand the overall scope and the project requirements, but they're not always the best people to go to when it comes to practical application. And I'll be honest with you, I look at it from an almost military standpoint. (laughs) You know, spending a decade as a combat medic does that to your brain. I tend to filter everything through the U.S. Army viewpoint. Uh, it it, it really comes down to my mind. It's the difference between strategy and tactics, right? The overall mission objective, that's your strategies. And the, you know, the how the heck do we get this done part, right? That's your tactics, right? And, And in the military, that's a huge part of the difference between your officers, who are your strategists, and your NCOs, right? Your sergeants, they're the tacticians. Both of those are vital mindsets, and neither one of those groups can can safely afford to ignore the other all right so so Rocco when when we're working standardization consulting jobs um do we see most folks involving their end users in developing the standards or or do is there still a chunk of folks who view it as as a management only process
1: um lean towards the latter i mean a lot of times it's 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 that management only process and um and you know and and it at some level it ends up trickling down to to the end users where where people are starting to raise their hands and and question stuff and then it stalls everything so it, it you kind of i don't know I feel like you you hit walls no matter no matter which way so why not involve um every, everybody else from the beginning right
0: yeah now I'm a big fan like, of so getting everybody included now, I do want to be fair, right? I do want to be fair about this. this. These problems these are not always 100% on the management's end either, right? I have run across a bunch of cases in, in my years working as a consultant where the end users were their own worst enemy. Uh, you know, there is a tendency in some people to resist change of any kind. Right oh, and oh yeah and and it can be a real vocal and very angry subset of people who who do that right oh yeah yeah they, you know, we we've met with a lot of them it's scary some days <laughs> um, you know and I think you know to, I think that there is some fear built into most of us as as humans and you know look you know, we all look at it and say I know how did do you my, do my job today and I'm comfortable with that I know what I do every day when I go in and change even when it's good change. It, it threatens our status quo. So we let fear drive our response, right? And, and look, folks, if that hits a little close to home for any of my listeners out there, trust me when I tell you, you need to resist your natural urge to push back against changes. If you want a better, easier work process for yourself, you have to be involved in the decision-making process. And that can't happen. If you're trying to devalue that process before it even begins, okay? So don't be that guy. Don't be Mr. Negativity or Miss Negativity taking it all down, saying everything should be left alone, all right? That's just my two cents. So, All right, so let's take a quick break uh, to hear from today's sponsor, and when we get back, we'll continue this discussion on including your users in the standards development process. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the Dattle Call Podcast. Alright, everybody. Today's episode of the Cattle Call podcast is brought to you by Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. We're bringing ourselves to you. Aren't we nice? So we wanted to talk to you guys today about uh, some of the things that we offer at Zentech Consultants. In particular, we wanted to talk to you today about our offerings around developing and upgrading your CAD standards. We are here to help you guys with all of your CAD standard needs from ongoing drafting and design support to Block and library development, full CAD standards development, CAD version upgrades, really whatever it is that you guys need when it comes to developing, implementing, and tweaking your current CAD standards. Or, like I said, if you don't have any yet, we can help you build them from scratch. So, Rocco, why don't you tell all the good folks how they can reach out to us and start that conversation?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of information, people, on our website, zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K, consultants.net. Or uh, you can give us a call, 866 824 4459, or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net.
0: Ooh, nice. CAD standards from Zentech Consultants. You're listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle, ah. Cattle Call Podcast, where we are discussing the need to include your end users in the development process for really any new standard. Um, you know this is particularly important in the CAD and the design world but this this topic is really true for any process and in every single industry out there I don't care what you do uh, you know the, the the folks that I call our are, are, you know quote-unquote frontline users um, they're, they're the the ones who are tasked with actually implementing whatever standard you come up with whether it's a CAD layering system or, or a contract naming convention doesn't matter um, and and logic really should demand that you get their input because every small change that you make to your standard can have a really dramatic impact on their output um look at it like this right if if you as your management right you make a change that inadvertently adds a single step a single mouse click to your frontline people's process right you you really wouldn't consider that a problem would you right it's just you know hey For you, the savings in in personal time or or getting output the way that you prefer it, you know, from a management standpoint, that seems like a fair trade for, you know, one small extra step, right? But when you stop and you think about it and you realize that the average CAD user executes between five and 8,000 commands every single day, one extra click, one extra step in that process, can easily reduce their daily productivity by 50% or even more. Think about that. Every single user can get their productivity cut in half by one inadvertent addition to your workflow. That is a uh, dramatic financial and and a a time burden to drop on your company. And it could probably have been avoided just by discussing the changes that you wanna make with those users in advance before you implement them. So Rocco, you spent a lot of years in the business world, a lot because you're really old. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. So I'm older than you. That's not the point. Uh, you know, but but really, I mean, all the way from like you know junior level coming out of college, all the way up through you know owning and operating your own company. Uh, you know, how have you seen this interaction play out across your career? I mean, am I, am I exaggerating, or is a lack of user input? A serious concern for developing any kind of standard or workflow.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if you take it out of the the context of, of standards development here, just from a from a pure employee satisfaction standpoint, I mean, you you just feel better when you're involved in, in making decisions. Obviously, you can't be involved in all in all corporate decisions, but you know, again, when it gets down to to your what you're literally doing every minute of your day and um and you have saying that it 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 improves your overall um mentality you know sure. you, you have a more positive attitude towards towards your work and what you're doing um versus versus being told this is what you're doing and like it or not you know it, it, nobody wants to live under under conditions like that you know right yeah, that's an excellent point, right? I mean, just,
0: you know, it, it also does, not only does it improve efficiency and get you better results, but you get happier, more satisfied employees who are likely to stay longer and be able to implement those cool new standards across decades, right? Rather than for two months <laughs> and then they get annoyed and leave. So yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Um, and, 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 you know, one of the other things um, that I would kind of want to point out here is that, you know, I, I don't think that management, management doesn't always understand that the processes that they look at as being you know, too slow or, or not necessary, those are often vital to processes that they don't even know exist. Right? You're not the subject matter expert. You're the manager. You, you don't need to know the intimate details. That's what you trust your people for. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that there's this huge misunderstanding of, of the CAD and the design process that seems to think, you know, hey, you know, any knucklehead can do that job. Um, I, listen, I have heard so many people from many different firms say essentially the same thing about their CAD work, right? Oh, how, how hard is it to draw a line on a screen and then erase it? I could do that on a piece of paper in, in two seconds, right? Why does it take an hour to make such a simple change? Well, first of all, let, let me promise you, all you managers out there who are listening, your design staff is doing things as quickly as they possibly can, because the truth of it is they usually have 15 other projects piled up behind yours. Uh, you know, and, and they, they're working in the most efficient manner possible. Right? But the truth is is that they're dealing with details you don't even understand or conceive of. They're working you know, with matching Xrefs, data referencing, uh, shared models, conflict checking issues that, that you don't even know exist, right? That's not your area. That's why you have them. right? So you know, that, that simple line that you want removed, is going to collapse a hundred other processes and data streams if it's not done correctly. Right? You know, plus you add on to that, right? We need to make sure that it's properly formatted, that it's properly layered, and so on, using the right fonts, so that everything prints correctly on you know 48 other plans. Beside the one that you want right this moment, just erase that line. Yeah, well, I just killed the whole job, <laughs> you know? Uh, look, most users, I really believe this, most users welcome, they love good standards and change so long as it's beneficial and not hindering, okay? I've said it a million times to my clients, and, and I know i said it more than once on this show, standards for the sake of having standards is always going to fail, standards that make someone's job easier are going to live forever right that's really it that that's what your goal needs to be so Rocco do you think that that the clients we work with do you think that 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 folks put enough emphasis on developing developing excuse me processes or standards or workflows or whatever it is that make things more efficient or is there a streak of control issues and just? Kind of wanting things done a certain way right that pervades a project
1: like that you know it varies I mean it, it every customer is different right I mean we work large to small and you know every every customer has a different culture a different mindset as to as to how they work so I think we we see we we see all spectrums fortunately right because it gives us exposure to a lot of different areas and it allows us to, to, to talk about what mm-hmm. we see not only on this show, but in, in, in our conversations with our customers. So it's all over the spectrum.
0: Okay. You know, someday you're going to give me an, an answer that isn't, well,
1: it's a little bit of both. I want a definitive answer I, from you I, just I, once. One I, time. I guess, I guess it's because we deal with so many, you know, so many different levels of, of people. So with so many different levels of experience and yeah, it, it large to small, right? I mean you have a, a lot of small firms that are just struggling to get by, right? Struggling to get the work done. And then you have larger firms that are a lot more more organized and, and that, you know, they have people that are literally dedicated to, to, to fixing standards or, you know, to, to making improvements overall in all kinds mm-hmm. of processes.
0: Yeah, I, listen, I, you're absolutely right. You know, I worked for large firms and spent a lot of years doing exactly that. Handling, you know, not just the CAD side, but general workflows for, for, you know, some of those big design firms. So, and, and to be fair, I know I like to tease you, but it, it, it almost always is. There's never a right or a wrong answer. Um, so all right, I tell you what, let's, let's kind of wrap it up here today, but let me sum up. Okay. Um, and, and, and say that, you know, I, I really do believe that the best resource that you have for this type of setup and standardization work is your frontline user. Uh, you know, most of these people really do want better standards and they probably want them even more than you do, right? They don't want to work late every night and miss their daughter's dance recital. You know, they don't want to jump through 10 workarounds every time they have to get a project out the door. And they don't want to get yelled at by their boss because this project came out different than the last one. Uh, nobody wants that. Standards make those you know, it makes these people it makes their lives easier and and more harmonious, if you will, um, but only when they are effective and intelligently applied. All right, you're going to find if you do this, right? You're going to find there's no better supporter or more valuable resource than those end users in a standard development initiative. All right, so listen, if you give these people a little bit of input you you know, give them a chance to say what they need to say and seriously listen to their concerns and try to, you know, address their issues. They're not only going to help you develop those new standards, but they are going to become on the day to day an active evangelist for your new standards and the biggest proponents for everybody to use them all the time. Okay? So keep that in mind. So I think with that I'm going to climb down off my soapbox. All right, and I'll leave it there for our listeners to think about until the next episode. All right, so thank you all for being here, and we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody, today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, We provide a single point of contact for clients to buy develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech?
1: All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net, or you can even call us 866-824-4459.
0: Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.